0: Do you long to embody mindfulness and compassion in your parenting life? Yeah, me too. Welcome to Mindfully Parenting Atypical Kids. Let's go on this journey together. Hi, parents. My friend Edna is mom of a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old, and she is former NYPD. I first met her when Ocean started kindergarten and she was one of the moms of slightly older kids who kind of tucked me under her wing and reassured me. She was so warm, gave me great advice and empathy. And now she is sharing about how she had the talk about law enforcement with her kids with disabilities and we are talking about really the practical nuts and bolts of what you can say to your kid and if you're thinking that you're somehow exempt because you have white kids with disabilities let me tell you i don't feel that ocean is exempt from This conversation, I feel that he needs to hear it and he needs to hear it often because not only could his behavior be misconstrued, his impulsivity, his movement, his his inability to follow multi-step commands, those could all put him in danger and his whiteness may not protect him. But also what if he is in a group or with a friend who is targeted? Do I want his inappropriate actions to put that friend at risk? No, none of us want that. So even if you never thought that you would have to have this talk with your kids, as Edna says, we need to be the example and the change. And the good news is, this may feel like an anxiety-producing topic, but you are in good hands with my friend Edna. This conversation is important. It is intense. It is touching at times, and we're here with you. So I'm so happy to
1: see you. I think yes, that. Like um, yes, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Edna Lugo. Uh, I've known Kate for a long time now. I consider her a dear friend um, and a, a fellow superhero mama. You know, <laughs> with our um, children, we, we, we experience a lot of the same things. Um, and I'm mother to um, Emily and Henry. Emily is about to turn 12 and Henry just turned 13. Both of them have ADHD. Both of them have autism. Different kids, even same diagnosis, different kids. Whole bag for both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to know that they're okay, you know.
0: So. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: All right. So let's go on to
0: our fun topic for the day. <laughs> which is so important and I think for some people um, can bring up a little anxiety. Like if you're a parent and you're not anxious about this, your head might be in the sand, Because right? no matter where we live, I don't even think this is specific to this country. I think that we have anxiety if we have kids who are not going to necessarily stop everything, drop and do exactly as they're told in a stressful situation. Uh, relationship or the connection, the communication with law enforcement can be fraught. So um, when I saw that you had posted, that you had had this
1: talk with your kids,
0: and was it with both of them that you had the talk?
1: Y- yes, at, uh, separately though, because yeah. I wanted to give them each their own space to have questions and yeah, process. that's a great idea.
0: So I just want to write that down. So, if you have kids having it separately rather than together, having the talk mm-hmm. separately is a good idea, yeah, yeah um, cause, yeah, you would talk differently about it with Emily than you would with Henry. Mm-hmm. I assume So, when I saw that you posted about this, and the way that you um, that you described it just was so really spoke to my heart, really, really touching and also really eloquent and really practical. So I thought that, you know, if we could share this with other parents of atypical kids, it would be a really great service. And then it also mm-hmm. brought up
1: something I've been thinking about for a while. So one thing I didn't say is, uh, cause I don't really see myself as um, of a law enforcement because really, I think I was just, I'm just, a mom, I think I've been a mom even before I was a mom. I just had that nurturing part yeah, of me with plants, with <laughs> animals, with with the people that I would arrest, you know, um that allowed me to see um everybody through a different set of eyes and as well to share my my thoughts with the people that I worked with. Um, which, by the way, I worked with some really fine, wonderful, wonderful people, very caring. Many of them were white, um, so I feel really badly for those people that I know really care because they just get clumped, you know, generalized. Uh, they they just get you know put together with everyone and. I think that's equally um, as bad as the racism that, you know, Black people and, and, and people of color feel. It's a problem for everybody. I don't see that it's a problem uh, just for, for Blacks. Or Hispanics, I, it's a problem for everybody. It's a problem for absolutely.
0: It's, it's. I I feel like it's a trauma that um is systemic of our culture, and that yeah, white people benefit from it, but mm-hmm. we also carry the stress of it, and that and the guilt affects us. Yeah, but that yeah, but that trauma um can can affect us, you know, and um it may not be. That we're getting shot in the street, but we would be healthier and better off, all of us as a culture, if we were able to shift this.
1: And if you knew that there was something you could do to help. And exactly. The way that this started, the post that you saw was that, um, you know, my son is now 13 and his, he's as tall as I am now, which I'm 5'7, and, you know, he's got. Some build to him, um, yet he's a little gentle giant that still mm-hmm. sleeps with me, you know. <laughs> and he, you know, he still curls up like a ball, and then it's it's so funny because he'll say. Because I say, "Oh, honey, you're, you're you're still my little yummy cake," and I still play toesy toes with him, and he's like, "Fine, but don't tell anybody." Because I'm the eye of the tiger. I'm a snake. I <laughs> I, I uh, eat bunnies for fun, you know. And he's trying so hard to sound trying like to be a tough. Bad guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just such the opposite, you know. And um. This the trial of um, George Floyd came a little bit later, but I, it's just in my mind right now that yeah. when they described George George Floyd, they said he was such a mama's boy, and um, that he would sleep with his mom. And the fact that he called out to her at the at the last moment, you know, I felt that so much because. In my heart, I said, this big man, for all we know, could have been just like my boy. You know, he could have been just like my boy. Um, the fact is, is that a lot of um, people with ADHD, if there are inequities in the treatment that we're able to get, like I did explain to you in the past that, you know, I might my, my, So have, my kids have the privilege, um, uh, my kids of color have the privilege of going to NYU, paying Mm -hmm. $550 for an evaluation, Um, um, however much money it takes for a neuropsych, which can be up in the 5,000 sometimes to get them in the right school. Uh, But I also know that when that medication wears off, their impulses are all over the place. Um, and it's very difficult to get a hold of I mean, if it wasn't difficult, I wouldn't have had to go get help, yeah, uh, in and you had access to that help, and I had access to that help mm-hmm. so a lot of the times what happens is these children turn to to medicate themselves, yeah, and a lot of the times that's with alcohol, that's with drugs, that's with a lot of things and it's really not their fault, um, and so if we just stop looking at p- people that um, take drugs, even even the way we address them, uh, you know, drug addicts, yeah, that's right. offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people who take drugs. Why they take drugs, right. we don't know. To you get know, to the why, uh, right? Right. You know, my mother was homeless. My mother was homeless, and she was abandoned. You know, my mother had to steal to Mm -hmm. eat from the fruit stands. So that had that played a big part in how I did policing because I didn't look at a thief the same. You know, I didn't look at um, a prostitute the same. I I had. A different vision, and my mother was a special needs child as well. By the way, you know it—the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Right. Um, and so, uh, having all of this knowledge, I just—I felt like I needed to not only have the conversation with my children, but I felt like I needed to post—I needed to post it on Facebook. I felt like it needed to be something that other people needed to know that I had to do. Um, Right, you specifically, because. Right, like this, they needed to know that this is a conversation that had to take place in my home. In your home. Knowing me. With their friend. knowing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Knowing me, their friend, I still worry and I still need to be fearful. And it brings um, it closer to home. Yeah. Because once you know somebody, mm-hmm. it you see things differently. It always yeah. seems like somebody else's problem. You know. <laughs> right. You know, but when you know the children and you've yeah. interacted with these children, and you know that they can be in this type of danger, because I'll tell you right now, the first First, the complaint that and I'm sure that you've gotten the same complaint too is, oh, every that he doesn't listen, he just doesn't mm-hmm. listen, and it's, and it's like, well, you know, unless you connect with Henry's eyes visually, it's like his it's like his ears are his eyes, you know, mm-hmm. So like he does have ears, but. They don't really work unless you, right,
0: connect with his
1: eyes. You know, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: with Ocean, it's often like
1: at least when he was younger, I would
0: have to like touch him.
1: You sometimes know, it's a touch, yeah. a tap. You have to figure out what works. And the thing mm-hmm. about it is, if you're going to serve a community, you have to understand your community, and mm-hmm. that includes people with disabilities. If yeah. If anything, you need to understand them even more because they cannot do what you're asking them to do a lot of times.
0: Yeah, when the burden say- is on the person who has more privilege, really. The burden is on the person, uh, the, the adult law enforcement person <laughs> who's mm-hmm. carrying a gun, right? The burden is on them to figure out the situation and to, and to meet the other person where they're at, in my opinion yes
1: and it's and and i agree i agree i I, i've been on both sides i've been staring at a gun that's pointed at me and saying oh my gosh i've got to get home and how do i do that i'm terrified my heart Mm -hmm. is racing that you can actually see yourself breathing like (sighs) you know like that kind of breathing your your body's shaking like you know like you like you just have no control over it. On the other side of it, where my nephew just graduated New Paltz with honors, um, and his, both of them, my, my his brother graduated not too long ago. His, his brother was stopped by the police in plain clothes at night, he was walking by himself, and all of a sudden all these cars come and he hears somebody running up on him and his first instinct was to run. He didn't know mm-hmm. if he yeah. was going to get robbed, and he didn't know how would he know? Right. They're playing. How play. would he know? So my nephew ended up getting. He, he got stopped. He was going to run, and um, he said that every every part of his body told him to to, to go, mm. but. He, only reason he didn't run is because he froze. Yeah. Then you say to yourself, well, what if he didn't freeze? I've been doing
0: a lot of, a lot of study on the nervous system. Flight, fight, freeze. And those are there for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So his, all of his instincts were sort of popping up at once, but the one that, that stopped him in his place was actually a really useful one. Yes. The only thing is, if we, um, if we stay stuck there, that can be, like after the fact, like how was he able to process this after the fact? I mean, I'm assuming that he survived.
1: Right. Well, yeah, he did survive. But what if they say, put your hands up, and he's frozen, and he's not right. Listening? You can't literally can't. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. So is that non-compliance now, or? And mm-hmm. and you have to be able to see that and say, this this child is terrified. Um, yeah. And it's a child. It's a child. Yeah. They're all children. They're yeah. all our children. Even the yeah. ones that you're arresting. They're our children. They're our future. This is what we're putting forth. Raising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Creating.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah. Do you want to, well, first, maybe we should just move and shake a little bit just to get, Mm because that was a lot, you know, and I just want to give give an opportunity to kind of stretch up and maybe, yeah, maybe like do some of that. Just know
1: that your body Mm -hmm. is
0: free to move and maybe you do a little twist and look around your room. These are are, um, actually trauma-informed practices, like yawning and rocking, and you can rock your pelvis a little bit um so ways to get the oxytocin which is like the combat you know that combats the stress hormones the love hormone get that moving and also to to look around and know that you're actually safe in your environment and then yawning um can help i mean it tells our nervous system that we're safe right so we don't yawn if we're frozen in fear we just don't but by yawning it sort of is that bottom up approach of tricking our nervous system into knowing wow so mm-hmm. um and it takes just a second right like a lot of people say i don't have time for mindfulness i'm parenting atypical kids but that's literally like that's something you can do while you're parenting atypical kids i don't i don't know how
1: i would do it without mindfulness i don't, yeah. oh,
0: I don't heart, know how but i, I, would do. I did I mean, there were there were years when Ocean was younger, where I really lost. um, I lost sight of my own practice. I was teaching yoga, but I wasn't really. I mean, I don't know. It could have been worse, I'm sure. But I feel like now um, I've been able to really distill the most essential practices to something like, okay, we're talking about this thing. I can feel my nervous system kind of responding to it, the fear even the freeze response is coming into my body and I feel my gut clenching, all of these things are happening. Um, Let's do something right now, right? (laughs) That's it, just like this, take a breath to our bellies. Let it out. And then we can have this conversation without being in like reaction mode. Yes so that we can have this conversation, we can pass on this really important information, so. I wanted
1: to also add um, something about what you were saying about um, having the conversation with white children as well. Yeah. And that it hadn't occurred to me that we should have these conversations about what we need to do, like the conversation about Henry, if you ever stop, you have to put your hands where they can see them because you might look scary to someone and Mm -hmm. they, um, and, and, you know, having to explain to him that although he's not scary, um, people do perceive his hair or his color to be something, to, to, to come with some behavior issues, um, and uh, and and the resentment that you know, as a parent, you feel in having to tell your child that they look scary, and even wondering, like, how what would I have been if I didn't have all of these negative messages in, given to me all my life? You know, like, you know, I find myself still doing things to try to show that I'm not what you think i am it's a preset in there um and 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 you know and and you don't want to have to do that but you have to when you told me that you wanted to have this conversation with ocean and other children i was you know that is so smart because i don't think i think that one of the other problems is that just people just don't know they just don't know what we feel do they not know
0: or do they get afraid of the conversation and feel like they can escape like if you had the opportunity to escape having this conversation with your kids would you take that opportunity right absolutely (laughs) right if you felt like it was optional because it wasn't about your kid but about your kids friend or about like the culture at large like would you take that opportunity to put that out i mean you might not but i can i can understand like why people i mean i have to honestly
1: say i would say i would probably say yes you know
0: and like also that idea that like oh my kid's not old enough yet i don't have to talk to them about it yet because they're not old enough like that is a bunch of crap i'm sorry if your kid your 10-year-old, your 12-year-old is old enough, my 10-year-old or 12-year-old is old enough. And honestly, I think the burden, like just like the person with power in the situation between law enforcement and um, and a community member, the burden is on the person
1: with more privilege. So like- Well, I have, I have the conversation about the Asian hate with, with yeah. Emily and Henry as well, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have to, but I want yeah. to, because I don't want them to think it's okay to repeat something that they're hearing or um, that they think might be funny and might not understand how hurtful it can be. Yeah. And I just definitely want them to know. So I guess I wouldn't escape the conversation. You probably wouldn't. But you can
0: understand why somebody yeah, wants sure. to, right? Especially when yeah. it comes to something as visceral as that. Like, what if you're standing there and a police officer comes towards you? Like, that is visceral. You know, that's something we don't want to think about. Our kids. Not my kid, right? Mm-hmm. But it could, you know. And I feel like I have to have the exact same conversation with Ocean, not just to be equal or ethical or fair, but because if he doesn't know those rules, whether or not he's, I mean, he could also be seen as, as bizarre as this is to me too, you know, he could also be seen as a threat through his behavior. He won't necessarily Absolutely. follow, follow yeah. the commands, right? But what if he's walking with a friend Who's black or a friend who's you know who's that Asian or Latino like that? He like, might
1: have poor judgment.
0: He might have. He might poor judgment. put the other kid at risk, right? So and they
1: might look at him as like, "Oh, what's he doing with them? Is he buying drugs or something?" If you have that mentality, but if the you, thing is, the, so the many, other
0: kid, like he can't start running away he can't right. start doing something that might lead to a domino effect of the other kid getting hurt
1: right
0: you know right. even if he you know even if his whiteness protects him that is not a good reason not to have the conversation like the conversation still needs to be had you know it
1: does have to be had
0: these um videos were coming out about how to talk with your kids of color about about this and i'm like where's the one for white kids where i want to show that to
1: ocean you know like i couldn't find the video some some things that you can say if you want to make your child aware you know uh, well let's talk about those yeah
0: Yeah. so we can put that out in the world you know like if you are in an interaction with law enforcement whether you're alone you know or you're with a friend um Either of you could be vulnerable. You could both be vulnerable. And how are you going to stick together and survive it? Right,
1: right. Scenarios. I'd like to come up with some scenarios. And just ask them questions. Just just yeah. ask. What would you do? What do you what what, what yeah. do you think would be safe? Yeah. How? We have those kind of
0: conversations so often. But yeah. This particular one, you know, like. What if you were walking with your friend down the street and this big, you know, this big cop came up and started to, you know, ask you questions? Like, what would you do? At one point, he said, "I would, I would run away." And it's like, you can't, you cannot, you know, <laughs> you can't, because they would see you as, um, as then you're immediately guilty, right? If you run, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we should never stop running. Right. So you know, it's like it's a real conundrum.
1: Yeah, my son also. If you he yeah. he he just is he goes immediately into flight mode at mm-hmm. all times, and he and no one that does that deserves to die.
0: Right. It's not um, the decision. Right. Yeah, it's not the decision of the law enforcement to. It's, it's not yeah,
1: their to, right to, to take anyone's <laughs> life. Yeah.
0: There are people who are going around and teaching law enforcement about um, autistic traits and how to talk to people with disabilities. Do you feel like that is that
1: is a successful strategy? Quite frankly, I feel that this profession attracts people with. Hmm issues with impulses because of the dopamine release that comes with the excitement of the job.
0: Mm, um, that makes sense. I'd never thought um, of that
1: before. Most of us are have the thrill-seeking personalities. Wow, you know, I'm so glad I made it through. I think I made it to the police department because I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of my community. Yeah. I understood my community. I could put myself in the other person's position which with children like ours not everybody can put themselves in the other position and I'm not saying it to like excuse the behavior of like the real awful monsters that are are present in the police department. Mm -hmm. I also believe that there are people that just can't see learning how to talk to people well that's wonderful when everything's nice and calm let's right. apply some pressure and see what happens you know and they yeah. do some of that um with like the simulators and everything but they don't do okay. enough of them but
0: it's as not parents a- we can't really wait for that right
1: no absolutely not
0: so as
1: parents as parents what i've been doing is I've been writing to my local police department, um, Mm. to police headquarters. You you have to realize that there are children and adults who cannot respond to verbal commands. You have to understand that there are people that cannot tell you they have expressive language disorder. That means they cannot Mm. tell you uh, I I I I I'm frozen. I'm I can't right. talk now. I would go down the list of like all of the things that come with having a disability that mm-hmm. might appear frightening, yeah, to them, right? Or right. as non-compliance or resisting or whatever yeah. whatever other label gets attached yeah. to these people.
0: How can we help our kids right now to, to say, stay safer and
1: how can we help each other as a community to um, we have to explain to them you know not to not to worry about being in trouble. That
0: yeah, that's a big one.
1: Don't don't be afraid about being in trouble. Understand that they are confused. You've done nothing wrong and because you've done nothing wrong it'll be discovered that everything will be okay. Just listen to what they're asking you to do and tell them if you can to Mm -hmm. call your mom and Mm -hmm. I will get there and I will straighten everything out. Do not make any sudden movements at all times. Keep your hands up where they can see them. Don't try to turn. Don't try to explain yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't get angry if they say something that's not true. Don't just do whatever they say. And when I get there, I will clear it all up and we'll go home and not, and that'll be that. It'll be over. Right. And then you can be as angry as you want once you're home, right? And because then, there's a lot to
0: be angry about.
1: And we'll sue. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. and then we'll sue. And, and the reason we're, we'll do that is so that they can never do that to anyone else again. But right. we can't do any of that unless you're Get alive. Your okay. Yeah. You know, so I always tell them, you know, if 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 something happens and then and they they they're doing something if they go to put your hands you know pull your hands back behind you allow them to
0: if right they, it's almost like you have to be like a
1: noodle yeah if they allow mm. if it hurts a little bit or it's uncomfortable you're allowed to say ouch that yeah. hurt or you know but don't try not to be disrespectful you know just you know just uh Do as they ask and don't give them a reason or an excuse Mm -hmm. to hurt you. Because sometimes that's all they'll need, you know, so. Because they have impulsivity Um, issues too. Yeah. Yeah. The main thing is just they need to know that everything's okay. They're they're figuring it out. They're They're confused. confused. I like that.
0: Yeah, I really like and that. I always put it, it on like, them.
1: It's yeah. not you, it's them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about if you are with other kids? Like if you are in a
1: group or something. If if you are with uh, with other kids in a group, don't leave step aside allow the police officer to do what they need to do step aside and if Mm -hmm. you have access to call that child's parent yeah call the parent and you tell them what's happening and get them there quickly just say you know little johnny or whoever it is is uh, being stopped by the police. I'm not leaving. I'm here. I'm watching everything and then turn your recorder on and record everything that you can Don't yeah. be arrogant about it. Just say, mm-hmm. Officer, I'm just recording for, for, for our safety mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have a right to record and I'm just recording for our safety D- Don't curse at them. Don't be Don't be mad. Don't be angry and even if you are just don't show mm-hmm. it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think being angry or um, scared are really
1: uh, valid, you know. It is valid, and the anger that they show might be mistaken mm-hmm. for something else.
0: Yeah, for non-compliance or also for guilt,
1: right? Guilt or resistance mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that, you know. So you want to just be as cool as a cucumber as you can be because, you know, if you've done nothing wrong, you will have nothing to worry about. And even if you have done something wrong, it Mm -hmm. is not the end of the world and it will be okay, even if you have done something wrong.
0: Because children do things. They make mistakes. In fact,
1: everyone in the world makes mistakes, right? That's right the law recognizes that so that by when you're a certain age they erase all of your mistakes okay so you don't have to be afraid of anything just mistakes make us better
0: yeah Yeah. i'm quivering a little bit right now i have to say and i Uh um yeah and i had to breathe through tears a few times because um you know i want to show up brave for these conversations but at the same time like you know, we as parents have a lot of empathy in general, <laughs> and that empathy was really triggered a few times when you were talking about those experiences, and I felt it like first go into my chest and then spread like hot
1: lava oh, I'm throughout. Sorry. My body. You know, I'm sorry, you know, Henry, it's a natural had response to this stuff. You know? Yeah, well, Henry, at at one point, he was very confused during the whole George Floyd thing, and he he was he was acting out at me. And 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 I didn't understand it. And at one point I said, Henry, did I do something wrong? Does this have to do with George Floyd? He said, Maybe. And I said, Henry, there's only one thing that I'm gonna say about this. Is that if I was there, that would not have happened. I would not have let allowed that to happen. Black Lives Matter. I'll take you out and we'll protest. So we, we wrote it down and we went to uh, Grand Army Plaza, and he and he has his little sign, and it was almost yeah. like I needed to prove to him mm. that I wasn't one of them. Well, wow. I said no. I said and I said no. Black lives matter. They do, yeah. and I'm proud of you for for caring. You know. How did that feel for you? I felt sad. I felt sad that that he questioned my character, you know, Uh, I felt sad about it, but I understood it. I could see how that could mess with his head, you know? And I felt it it was so important for me to do whatever it was that he needed me to do at that moment, you know? I wish so much that I could have been there. I wish so much that I could have done something, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also told him, I said, Henry, I've worked with so many policemen that are not like that
0: we could really make a change in one generation just people like you and coming together and
1: educating our children or creating a more inclusive world understanding each other and taking the time to care about in one another you know
0: yeah and like when those when those fear responses come up rather than you know i know coming from my whiteness um It's so easy to be like, oh, that's someone else's thing, you know, but to go towards it and to meet it and then take at least one step today in that direction and then notice how you feel. And then that gives us more courage. And then we take another step. And yeah, and then you realize that your shoulders are much bigger, right, than you thought. And, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of a, of a white person who sort of feels, oh, what can I do? I'm just one person. Like,
1: no way. Like, I really wanted to do it because our kids need us to do it. They can't our wait. Our kids anymore. need us to do it. Yeah. We can't wait anymore. There's no waiting. And, you know, and, and, and just because we have these experiences doesn't mean that we don't see people like you. We see you. We know your heart. We know who cares. We know it's not your fault either, you know? So, um, you know, yeah. thank you. For, I mean, we for, cannot get stuck in guilt about whose fault it is, yeah. right? We've just got to fix it. We, <laughs> we just got to get fix it, 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 it and change it. And start and with we our families. Just have right. to combine forces yeah. and move forward. So yeah. thank you so much for giving me that oh opportunity.
0: I am so grateful for This conversation today. Me too. It's really it's, nice to see you. Wonderful. it's wonderful seeing you. I'm so glad the kids yeah. are doing well.
1: Bye-bye. Take care. We'll bye. do it again sometime. Again. Okay.
0: I would love that. Yeah. That would yeah, be wonderful.
1: Looks, all right. That would be great. Right. Okay. Bye-bye now.
0: I've been talking with Ocean about race and the police for a long time. White kids need to know what to look out for and how to behave. And white kids have more responsibility to act appropriately if they're with their friends, to not put them in further danger. Nobody wants to have to have this conversation, but if my friend Edna has to have this conversation with her kids, I am damn well going to have it with mine. All right, keep breathing. Thank you for joining Mindfully Parenting Atypical Kids. I really appreciate you
1: walking alongside me.